Welcome to the Thrive Today podcast. I'm Natalie Bourne. I'm the media host for Thrive Today and the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership. Our primary focus at Thrive is to help you identify the authority of God's word and connect it to your success at work. Well, today we're speaking with Brooke Thomas. Brooke is a powerhouse entrepreneur who has built an eight-figure empire empowering businesswomen to write their own rules for success. Brooke operates an exclusive membership-based coaching program It's a live out loud mastermind and it operates strategically with systems that have proven to help thousands of women take their business to levels of success they never thought possible. Brooke also hosts a weekly podcast called The Live Out Loud Show. Welcome to the podcast, Brooke. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, you know, you were our fall 2022 cover girl, which is so awesome. (laughs) And your article was so incredible and unexpected because when the article started, you shared a personal challenge that you faced pretty early in life. And I would love to just share that challenge with the ladies and talk a little bit about how you were able to overcome and really launch what you have today because of that challenge. Yes. Thank you so much. It was such an honor and a privilege to be on the cover. And I also had some good friends on the inside. So it was, I love that. This is my favorite magazine, obviously. But yes, I actually almost, it's been 19 years now. When I was 26 years old, I was newly married, you know, had a corporate career and got pregnant and thought we were going to start a family. I had every plan to like work, you know, while I was pregnant. And in my first trimester of pregnancy, I found out that I had stage three cancer at 26. Yes. And so, you know, it was definitely a shock and I thought I was healthy. The doctors told me, according to my blood work, I was not healthy. And they actually, I was at the hospital and they took me down to the oncologist and they basically told me I should have chemotherapy and abort the baby. That's really what they suggested that I do. And, you know, I'm, I'm not the same person that I was back then. Like none of us are right. This was right. 19 years ago. And, you know, I just remember being so scared, but I do remember knowing, okay, there has to be another option. Mm-hmm. And they said the only other option was to cut the cancer out without anesthetic. Oh my God. And that I, you know, that I probably would not live past 40. So those doctors definitely, you know, made me feel like they put a death sentence on me, Absolutely. you know? And so 50 stitches later, no, no anesthetic. They put a little bit of topical lidocaine, but you don't, you don't really feel that when you get cut open, cauterized, I felt everything. And really that changed the course of my whole life. And it was really because of what was spoken over me. I did not realize how powerful our words could be. And I, of course, know that now. And, you know, that's really what I represent is just, you know, being able to use our voice and how powerful our words are and how scripture talks about how they do have the power of death and life. And, you know, I truly walked that out where I just remember those words replaying in my mind for years and nobody else knew, you know, I was a fighter and I was like, okay, I've got this. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And, you know, when people would ask me, you know, how I was doing, I would just always say I'm fine. Because, you know, in the past, anything that had ever happened to me that was traumatic, and I know a lot of women can really relate to this, I just pretended it didn't happen. I kind of put it in a box, 
you know, close the lid and just pretended it didn't happen. And so that's kind of how I was trying to treat this, but mm -hmm. God was after me and, you know, he was pursuing me and, you know, I couldn't get away with just pretending it didn't happen. And so that took me down a road of just really discovering what freedom really was because I was not living in freedom. I was, you know, kind of hiding out at home, you know, allowing those words to just replay over and over and thinking that I actually did have a death sentence on my life. And so it was the reason that really stopped me from working the corporate career that I had. And I really got into more creative things that I didn't even know were possible that I had inside of me because I kind of had that mentality of like, well, I'm only going to be here so long on this earth. So let me just do as much as I can do to leave my footprint here. But that kind of led to really figuring out my purpose and understanding that God's really the only one that decides that. And so I'm 45. I've never been healthier. Cancer's not my story anymore. Amen. But I became totally cancer free about 10 years ago. So congratulations. That is such an amazing story. And just so many women have either been through an illness or currently battling an illness. And they just need to hear that there's power in our words. There's power in what we speak over our bodies. And just because we receive a report, it doesn't mean it's the report. And so the only report that can truly come down is that is when the Lord tells you. And so, so often we hear of, of signs and wonders and miracles where God just speaks and, and moves and shifts the atmosphere in that way. And I love it. Well, talk a little bit about the honor matrix. That's the title of your article. And you kind of started to shift into this mode where you kind of live by the honor ma matrix. Unpack that for us. Yes. So, you know, I, I lead multiple, I've, I've started multiple companies. I lead multiple teams and I just, you know, I, as I was leading women and developing teams, I just realized how much honor was so important on all levels. And I know I'm somebody that doesn't really want to be micromanaged. That's why I became an, a serial entrepreneur <laughs> because I'll work a lot harder than anybody trying to manage me. And, you know, I just think so many times we're in situations where, you know, when we're, when somebody's trying to micromanage another person because they're above them, it just, it's never a win-win for anybody in that mm -hmm. situation. And so I started to, even when I did have bosses in the corporate world, I realized that, you know, honoring them and really understanding why they were doing things a certain way was for my benefit. And just that I was so grateful to be there. Whoever started the company, whoever was leading them and whoever was leading me, even if I wasn't, you know, loving being micromanaged, I learned to pray for the company, pray for the people that started this movement, or I wouldn't even have a job. And so just like thinking about honor from a perspective of up, down, and all the way around helped me when I was in the in my corporate job, but also I put it into every organization that I've ever created. And I just see it work beautifully from top all the way down to the bottom. And I think we could live our lives this way too in friendships and relationships. And I just, the honor matrix I call, I say honor up, honor down all the way and honor all the way around. And what that means is, again, whoever has gone before you. So if you're in business, this is, again, the person that created the business, you know, the, the executive team, the managers, you know, the people that are above you that have gone before you. How can you honor them? You know, how can you pray for them? How can you respect them on another level and think outside of your emotions, think outside of what you feel in the moment, but honor them. Same thing with mentors, same thing with, you know, spiritual leaders, same thing with family mem members, you know, that have gone before you, anybody that's 
older than you that have gone before you? How can we honor in a new, fresh way without it feeling like something that we don't want to do, you know, Mm -hmm. not having resistance, but honoring where they've gone because they've gone before you. And then honor down is anybody that is serving you, anybody that's in your organization, anybody that, you know, makes up anything that, that is underneath you, your team, you know, people that are working in the, you know, customer service, mail department, it doesn't matter, you know, the janitor, you know, how can you honor down so that they feel important because every single person is valuable in, in an organization or in a relationship. But sometimes we can, you know, feel a little bit differently if we get ahead, or maybe if we are in that position that we don't want to be in, and we kind of think that we're not worthy. And then we don't enjoy the job or the relationship because we always are feeling like we're not important. So if we can value down, it's amazing what happens and it's contagious. And then all the way around, you know, this is something that I think is so important for women as, you know, we are in, there's so much out there. There's so much competition out there, you know, on social media, if you want to look at it that way, you know, a lot of people look at other organizations that might be the same as competition. But I think if we can honor our sidelines, if we can honor people that actually are doing similar things or that might just need a, you know, somebody to mention them, I mean, promotion, compliments, honoring somebody else that is actually doing the same thing as you, It is so powerful. I mean, God is the one that brings the increase. If you really believe that God's the God of increase and he's the one that sees everything, you might as well honor sideline all the way around because it actually allows other people to just do what they're called to do without jealousy, without rivalry. And it helps. It just helps everybody. There's, I mean, I always look at, I don't believe that anything will be taken away from me by me promoting somebody else. If I promote somebody else, which I, I do often, it's just a clean way to live. It's a clean slate mm-hmm. to say, okay, God, I trust you. I'm going to honor this person because I think they're amazing and I'm going to promote them. And I know Lord that you're not going to take anything away from me by doing that. And sometimes we just need other people in our network to know other people. And if they, if somebody else chooses to work with them, I promise it will come back around to you tenfold. Yeah. That's if so you good. Up your place. Yeah. That's so good. Well, I wonder, you know, I think about you were talking earlier about corporate environments and sometimes in corporate environments, you want to honor, you desire to honor, but you also need to maybe shed light or show something that's going on where maybe we don't see eye to eye or, Hey, I don't agree with this approach. I think what's waiting around the other corner might not be good for us as an organization. How do you disagree or dissent in an honoring way? Well, it depends on the person, but I, I just always go back to truth and purity of heart. So, you know, I used to be a major, major people pleaser. And I realized one day that if I continue to people please, I'm not a truth teller. I'll never forget the day that somebody actually, a woman in a group said that I was, you know, she, she respected me because I was a truth teller. And that was the day that I knew that I had let go of a lot of traits that I had that were people pleasing. And I think sometimes it's very difficult to approach something. If the other person, if you're telling somebody something they don't want to hear, nobody really wants to do that. But if you do it out of love, like I always say, lead with love. And truly, if you do it out of honesty, there's, I mean, you've got to be able to have respect from telling the truth. And so I've always learned to just say, 
can I tell you something? Can I give you truth in love? And this is my truth. And never do I want to hurt you, but we have to lay things out. And I need to tell you how I feel. I need to tell you my truth. And I would love to hear from you. I, again, it goes back to honor. I would love for you to honor me in my truth and how I'm feeling so that we can move forward. But I want to honor you too. I want to hear from you. I think so many times it's miscommunication. So many times people perceive things. It's all perception, miscommunication a lot of times, instead of just having an honest truth, truth telling conversation. And I think even if the person in that moment doesn't like what you have to say, I promise you, they will honor you. They will respect you and they'll come back and you'll be able to work it out. And if you don't, it, it's probably not meant to be anyway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, depends on the situation, but right. Some people have a hard time receiving feedback. And so I think it's, I love what you said about just come humbly, but be honest. And I think that people, for many people, they value that it goes a long way with them. If women are thinking about trying to f implement the honor matrix in their own life and think about areas of their own life where they could begin this, what is one area where you'd say, Hey, if you, if you don't start anywhere else, start here. Out of the three. Mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, I think it's that all the way around. I think it's that looking out and really checking your spirit. If you're jealous, you know, a lot of times when I lead groups, I'm like, listen, we're all human. Like admit that you're human. And we all have different flaws that flare up you know, during certain circumstances based on how you were raised, based on it's so many different reasons, right? Based on your hurts. And so I always just, I think self-evaluation is so important. So being able to check yourself and say, like, I always start my, my calls with like, okay, here's the deal. We know there's a zero tolerance policy for jealousy, rivalry, gossip for sure. But let's just stop for a moment. Is there any jealousy in your heart before we promote somebody, before we talk about somebody? Is there somebody this past week that you've been jealous of, really? Or have you been caught up in gossip? Just check your spirit. Don't raise your hand. You don't have to like, but you know. And guess what? If you know and you're aware of it, you can stop it right now. And here, the best way, I think, to like really check your spirit is to truly authentically and purely promote somebody else and really be happy for somebody else's success. I think a lot of times when there's success right in front of us and we think we deserved it and why did they get it? I think sometimes it's a test to see, okay, well, can, can you handle being happy for somebody else's success? And so I think you could still be competitive in the workspace. I still think that you can be ultra successful and competitive, but still not be competitive in a way where you're jealous mm -hmm. or you have a hard time promoting somebody else. Because I think that, again, I mean, for me, I live by making God my CEO. So if I really believe that God's my CEO and I believe that he's in charge of it all, and I believe that he's the one that I'm partnering with, with and co-laboring with, then I don't have to worry about what somebody else does, even if they steal something from me, even if they say something that's not true about me, right. he's my defender. He's the one that will take care of it. It's not easy, but it's something that helps. I believe I've seen it time and time again. I will see promotion with women so fast when they adopt this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, I believe that the promotion from God is way better than any promotion from man. So we might as well learn to promote other people so that then God can promote us in a new way and not to do it for that reason. But I just think it keeps your heart like pure to have other people win and not be jealous because jealousy, rivalry, gossip is the number one thing that will 
just destroy your business. It will. Yeah, that's powerful. You know, I think about in 2020, the Lord started speaking to me about starting a podcast platform. I have another one that I also run. And when I started that, I kind of was praying about why, why should I start this? What should I be doing? And that was exactly what he told me. He said, just put other people's stories forward and just don't worry about yourself and your practice, your consulting practice, all these other things. Just put other people's story forward and just promote their story, promote their journey and what they're trying to accomplish. And looking back on that, it's almost been three years now. We're in like 60 countries and, you know, top 30 innovation podcasts. It's really, really fun what you're saying, Brooke, when you take yourself out of the equation and stop making life all about you. And you start to put other people forward and you start to ask God to illuminate people, let you see them for real, for real, right? See their story and see what's so special about them that he wants to highlight. There is something that is almost like pouring an accelerant on whatever it is you're doing. Yes, absolutely. Yes. That's so cool. So tell me a little bit about, and I'm I'm just curious. So you talk a lot about being an empathetic leader. How do you put that in practice in day to day? I mean, I just, I really feel like you never know what's going on in somebody else's life. And, you know, empathy is, is so important as you grow as a leader, because so many times I I see leaders put their own personal opinions or what's going on in their own life or how they would handle it on somebody else. And we're all so different. We're all created so differently. And, you know, when we just make assumptions and we embarrass people or we make them feel guilty for something that they're not doing instead of empathizing with them on why it has such a different outcome. I mean, I really try in all of my companies with anybody I'm working with, if and listen, don't take me the wrong way. It's not that like everything is like love and empathy and like everyone's amazing. And there's, you know, I mean, I'm a worker, so like I like to get things done and, you know, I'm just like any other leader that like, if something's not getting done right, it's not like, I'm like, oh, that's totally fine. But I just, before I speak out loud and before I take action on anything that is bothering me, I do pause and I stop and I always want to find out, tell me what's going on with you. You know, I've had this happen so many times where an employee or a team member, you know, is reacting or acting in a way that is not appropriate or it's not okay or it's not within the culture or they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing. But instead of just automatically getting mad or automatically making assumptions or embarrassing them, I have always used the philosophy of empathy and saying, hey, tell me what's going on. This is not who I believe you to be. You know, this is out of character. Is something going on? Let's talk through it. I believe in you. Are you in the wrong you know, position? Is something going on at home? Let's figure this out because I actually really love you. I actually really like you. Like I say love a lot because I love the people that I get to work with. I've created businesses where like I want to love the people that I work with and I don't think anything's wrong with that. We're all on a mission together and I want to love the people that I work with. And so I want to talk to them like I love them. And if there's something going on, let's, let's get to it. And I don't want any surprises. I don't do well with like surprises. So if you're acting this way, because you want to leave, let's talk about it. Let's make sure you leave. You know, like what I love about it though, is you come around the side with them. Like you're staring at the problem together versus facing off. Like they are the problem. And so often I think when we get frustrated with people and their work ethic or certain things, right. When we kind of start to make up this narrative in our own mind 
And what I love about what you're doing is you're starting with questions and you're starting by saying, let me come around the table and sit with you and let's stare at the problem together. You're not the problem, but there is a problem. So let's figure out how we can solve it. And I really, really love that. Yes. Yes, absolutely. It works every time. Well, I would love in your final thoughts, and I, our time always goes so quick on this platform, but I would love in your final thoughts, just maybe share a little bit about your show, a little bit about your mastermind, just a little bit about maybe even something you're excited about for 2023. Sure. Yes. Well, the Live Out Loud show, I, I love the audience. I love being able to just share amazing guests and amazing stories like you were mentioning, and also just sharing from my heart. A lot of times, you know, I just will get a download from the Lord and I'll share scripture, worship you know, just things that are on my heart. Those usually do the best, but really it's just to always take women to the next level in their business, their life or their faith. And I think that it's all connected, at least for me and usually the women that I serve. And I do have elite level masterminds, two different masterminds that are kicking off for 2023. And I always have an Ignite membership that's always open. And so in those, you know, spaces, those containers, really, again, my heart is to serve women in business and to help them up level their thinking with their faith, using scripture, worship, prayer, and skills. We have five pillars in my mastermind. And really it starts with, you know, activating your business and your faith. And so those that the faith is always the glue for me. That's why I have no problem talking about faith in business. I don't have a ministry background. It's just always been something from the time I truly went through my cancer. I learned when God woke something new up inside of me and he gave me things that I didn't even know were in me to do. And I didn't even know I was as creative as I am. And I started creating things back then that I just remember thinking I, I went through so much and I went through deliverance and freedom in so many areas. And I remember thinking and saying out loud, Lord, I promise I will never not tell anybody where this is coming from. Like I can't even think about doing business without giving honor to God or like using, you know, my relationship with Jesus and what he does in business and in life, because stress is real anxiety, overwhelm, yeah. you know, intimidation, fear, all of that in my flesh I have. And I would never be able to just even speak if I didn't call on the Holy Spirit to like, again, like do it with me. But all of those are the first two pillars. And then we have activate your skills, your network and your habit. I believe your habits. I believe that habits are so important in life in order for you to be, you know, if you are a high achiever or a high performance woman, you've got to have habits in place to reach your goals. And then also skills. You know, we live in a world right now where what was working a year ago is not working today. What was working two years ago is, de is definitely not working today. And so just constantly staying up on your skills, I think is important as we continue to grow. And then also your network. I think your network is everything. Yeah. I'm a super connector because I love connecting women and connecting people together. And I think your network can change everything for you. You know, that's why I'm a big promoter of people. All it takes is somebody sharing somebody's business and the right person seeing it. I've seen, I mean, I've seen worldwide brands created out of this. I've seen 
you know, seven, eight, nine figure businesses grow from just a mention and just people connecting. And so I just feel like that's what, you know, my masterminds, my group coaching programs really represent is just all of that together. And just women continuing to move and be in a sacred space together where they're being called higher, where they're not out there, you know, being told no, because you're going to be told no out there and people are going to make fun of you and people are going to say, why are you doing this? And you've got to be able to have a safe, safe, space where you can continue to grow and then go out there and just go for it. I love that. Where can people find and follow you? Okay. Well, my whole life is on Instagram (laughs) and you know, I feel like that's like my number one place. And I used to not care for Instagram. I know, you know, but it's one of those things where I actually am real on Instagram. Like I'm constantly on my stories and I feel like it's the best way because I'm so busy. I feel like it's the best way for people to actually know what's going on in my life. So I'm on Instagram at live out loud Brooke. And I'm also on YouTube and TikTok and you know, all the things and Facebook. I have a free Facebook group called the live out loud tribe, but otherwise, you know, Instagram is really like where you'll see everything. And I like it because I can pin my videos to the top that are my favorites and my events. And so recently we just did my third event in a year and a half at the Rich Laguna Niguel. And we had 125 business women there and we had 68 baptisms in the Pacific Ocean. Come on. That's so awesome. Yeah. So I have like, that's where I house like all my, my videos, but yeah, God's doing something extraordinary with business women and just being able to speak out faith and just show it in action. So it was really cool. I always have like a baptism component to my events, but this last one to have 68 baptized in the Pacific Ocean was really, really cool. So yeah, my my events, everything that I represent is basically on Instagram in my link tree, or you can always go to brookthomas.com. I do have a website too. Awesome. Man, this has been so incredible today. And ladies, I hope that you will go follow Brooke, learn more about her. You might even want to get into one of these masterminds that she talked about. These are This is such an incredible just wealth of information and opportunity for you here. And I believe wholeheartedly what Brooke is saying, which is, you know, your network is your net worth. It is, it absolutely is. And they can open doors for you. And so this is something you need to be thinking about, which is how do I surround myself with the right group of people who are rowing in the same direction I want to go. That's such an important part of our journey and getting around like-minded people who think the way you think, right? Believe what you believe is so important in our journey. Brooke, this has been awesome. Thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Well, if you haven't taken the time to get into community, we want to ask you what you're waiting for. Head over to thrivetoday.com and learn a little bit more about the Thrive Today community. And ladies, as you live your life, we want you to do it with leadership, community, and strength. Don't forget to thrive. We'll see you next time.